Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1154, air date December 22nd, 2022. All right. And I'm going to play one of our branded things here. All right, welcome everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I know uh, some of you know that um, I just recently got back on Twitter, but uh, we're doing a live broadcast today. And the live broadcast is to all of you. And the topic we're going to be discussing about is why credit and recognition matters and why the elite steal credit. And the reason I wanted to do this is, is that I wanted to let everyone know that every Thursdays at 11 a.m. and also at what, 8 p.m.? we do a talk to introduce people to our movement. And that movement is the movement for truth, freedom, and health. And you're gonna learn about it. And, uh, but today we have a lot of people joining us from all over the world. As you can see, they're over there. We have people, um, uh, we, got, we got about 68 people in our private meeting here that you can also see that they're joining us from all over the world. This is our orientation. And um, uh, those of you who are out in the, you know, public. Uh, we do these uh, events every uh, week and we invite you to join our movement. But what I wanted to do is, as a talk to all the people within our, who are interested in our movement, I wanted to talk about something very, very interesting. And I think it's very relevant about why credit and recognition matters and why the elites actually steal credit all the time. And when you try to say, hey, I did that, they say, hey, why do you want credit? Shut the hell up, right? <laughs> It's a very, very interesting phenomenon that you see. Whenever you say, hey, look, I, I actually created that. Oh, no, 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 no. Why are you trying to get credit? But so let me just step back a little bit and I'll sort of give sort of the overview of a talk I gave this morning, but it's related to this. And that's the following. OK. And we have people out here listening to us. So what I want to let all of you guys know is if you go back and you really look at the founding of America, and I don't mean it from a nationalist perspective. I mean it from a perspective of the arc of human history. What did America really represent? And you have to really think about this. And what America fundamentally represented in a very profound way was that there was this growing understanding around the Enlightenment period that in classical liberalism, ultimately there was the individual and there was something that called the creator. And whatever way you fashion that, and that's why one of the biggest aspects of America was the freedom of religion. And the goal was that you as an individual would build a direct relationship with your creator. And what that meant was that you would then stand up on your own two feet, you would chart your destiny, and that you would take action, you would have skin in the game, you would take risks. Very different than saying that the earth was just some random soup of things, the Lucretian model or the Epicurean model, which was one aspect of the Greek model that, oh, I'm just all of this is random. So and that would lead to a path called hedonism because you said, well, I'm going to die one day. Life doesn't mean anything. Eat and drink and be merry. The other concept was that there is a creator and you would connect with that in whatever form you thought about that. We're not going to talk about which religion is better than the other, but you would establish 
yourself as a human being, not as a robot, but as a human being. And that was sort of the founding of America. And by the way, that concept goes back to many, many ancient spiritual traditions, even in the Hindu tradition, even in the Christian tradition, the kingdom of heaven is within you. Um, and these ancient traditions were really about guiding people back to themselves. But more importantly, from an earthly perspective, about decentralization, about every individual, the concept uh, would be decentralized and you would figure out what was right for you in local communities, et cetera. And that was really the profound um, uh, creation of America. Now, one of the interesting things was up until that point, if you look all over the world, in the period of the 1600s, 1700s, it was dominated by monarchy, right? So the idea was there's this king, and the king is the one who has a direct connection to God. And we're all a bunch of peasants, and you don't get that direct connection to God. You have to go through the king, okay? So this is a very, very uh, subservient model. And in order for you to get connected to your creator, you have to go through the crown and you would have to give taxes. You would have to pay obeisance. You would have to, you know, uh, bow down to these, quote unquote, the king. So that was the foundation of where we were at. Now, America said, screw that. People put skin in the game. They fought for something called the American Revolution. They did not believe in that concept and out emerged something called the First Amendment which was one of the most profound events that ever took place in human history. And the First Amendment had many things, right? It was not only the freedom of speech, the freedom to petition, the freedom of religion, um, freedom to assemble, and so on. And those things had never existed before in humanity. Just think about what I'm talking about. Up until that point, you had to be a slave to a king, and you couldn't really have this personal relationship with your creator. You could talk about it, but, but the American model was it eliminated that in earthly matter. So heaven was connected to earth. And that was the First Amendment and many of the Bill of Rights. But the fundamental notion was there was not going to be an elite set of people who get to connect with God, creator, and you didn't, you didn't have that right. All right, so that's quite profound. And that fundamental notion of the First Amendment is why many of you, if you're outside of this country, why many people look to America, whether we've forgotten that or not, or many people came to America, that's why you came here, because of that very fundamental revolutionary event that took place in the arc of humankind. And, but the fundamental notion was bottoms up. That was America, decentralized. You work hard. You, you know, you earn the fruits of your labor, okay? Meritocracy. Very different than, you know, the concept of Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, you know, who get to hang around with Papa and they get a $2 billion deal with the Saudis. Very different than Hunter Biden, who gets to hang around with Papa and gets a big Ukrainian deal. OK, that was never what America was about. But or you're Elon Musk and you just happen to just be at a certain place and you get five point seven billion dollars from the government and you come from a certain ethnic background and you get to be in the right place at the right time, essentially the birth lottery, which is what Hollywood is about or many of these structures. That was not the model of America. It was supposed to be you put skin in the game and you get the, the fruits of that or you know what, what, what you got out of that. And the First Amendment was central to that. What do we have today now? What we have today is free speech for a certain group of people. The so-called people on the left 
actually want to take the world back to the European model or to the British model where there is no free speech. They actually are absolutely fine with censorship. But the people on the right are a little more devious. They talk about freedom. They talk about it, but they want you to go through them to get freedom. They want you to be anointed by them. Tucker Carlson never covered our lawsuit, which was a lawsuit on censorship. Okay. Ted Cruz didn't cover it. Charlie Kirk didn't cover it. Dinesh D'Souza, all these squirrely little quote unquote conservative grifters say, oh, no, no, we'll give you free speech, but we will anoint it. That's on the right. You bow down to us and then we'll give you the right to free speech. And so none, so basically free speech for us, but not for thee, right? So they've constrained it. And a part of this constraint is always denying you. Part of this constraint that they do is to deny your humanity, your connection to God. There's a very famous riddle I talked about. We're all, we are God, yet we're not God. In, in the many of the Hindu tradition, God is in every aspect of existence. Every molecular particle has God in it. Now, many of the, you know, the quote unquote, the people who came to India was trying to, you know, cure these heathens. They said, oh, that guy's praying to a cow. That guy's praying to a stone. You know, like these people are bad. Well, you actually didn't get it. They actually believed God was pervasive. He was truly ubiquitous. Um, the New Testament started bringing some of this out, right? The kingdom of heaven is within you. But the bottom line was about you. And that is what our movement is about. Our movement interconnects heaven and earth, and it's about you. It's about you recognizing that you have to put skin in the game. You have to get off your butts, and you have to make a decision. Do you want to connect with your creator and be a human being, or do you want to bow down to false gods? Oh, what is Trump going to do? Oh, what is Elon Musk going to do for me? What is Joe Biden going to do? This is the devil. Our movement is about reconnecting you to you and what it means to be human being in this very short earthly life that we have. And when you get down to the profoundness of this, what you realize is that part of this means why credit matters. Why does credit matter? And I'll give you two personal examples. Credit matters because what you discover is that the universe really doesn't have this sense. It's not centralized. The universe is actually highly decentralized. In the book, System and Revolution, I have a chapter in there called, when you take a systems approach, you find out that the world is actually a self-organizing system. Every particle you know, moves on its own, and when it starts to move, you get self-organizing systems. That's called a movement, bottoms up. And in fact, all great things do not come from the center, but they come from the edges. They come from below. And these are very profound concepts. These are philosophical concepts, but they're actually engineering concepts. You look at the invention of email, which I was involved in. The invention of email, when you look at it, the truth is it's so black and white that the invention of email, which I did as a 14-year-old kid, I did it in Newark, New Jersey, which is one of the poorest cities in the world or in the United States, definitely. It occurred in a milieu of a 14-year-old kid who had tremendous support from his family who believed in this country, from some mentors and teachers. And in that environment, I worked with these very poor, everyday people called secretaries who were trying to have a problem. They were on the keyboard, computing was just coming, and how would you move people from the keyboard where they had to write these things called memos, the inbox, the outbox, the folders, and how would you move them from there 
to this new world, which everyone else thought was impossible, including people at MIT, the military, academia. They didn't invent email. They were doing simple text messages, barely. So I, as a kid, never considered these secretaries less than me, even though in a medical school, in a small medical college, the doctors would treat them like shit. But those people were my family. And I worked with them and I used my skills bottoms up and I converted this very complex inner office mail system in a, in a small medical college in Newark, New Jersey. I wrote 50,000 lines of email code, replicated all the features of that inner office mail system, named it email and received the first US copyright as a 16 year old. I didn't have Bill Gates's parents to help me fill out legal forms. I did it. Now, why does credit matter? And I never thought about this. It's only probably been the last two years. I've had to think about this and I had to think about this because I did that before I came to MIT. And when I came to MIT, I did many other things, was on the front page of inventing many things. But in 2011, when Time Magazine wrote an article because when my mom died in a suitcase, she had saved all of these beautiful artifacts. They wrote an article called The Man Who Invented Email, and then it went into the Smithsonian. And when it went into the Smithsonian, the number one museum in the world, it, a bomb went off. And that bomb was, I was called a fraud, an asshole, a dick. In fact, articles came out said this curry-stained Indian should be beaten and hanged. And who unleashed this was the same liberal elites who were saying, oh, we believe in diversity, blah, blah, blah. It was fine to have a brown face at MIT when I was inventing things at MIT, within their center of innovation. You guys see what I'm saying? But it surely could not appear outside on the edges. So when I try to get credit, oh, how dare you try to get credit? Why are you egotistical? Shut the fuck up. You don't deserve credit. Now, why do they say that? Now you have to look at why the elites are all about credit. If you work in Hollywood, oh, my name comes first. My name comes first. People have these lawyers fight for that. Oh, I get the Nobel Prize. My name first comes in that article. The elites are all about credit. Everything they do is not only making sure they get credit, but stealing other people's credit. But they will tell you, oh, Bob, why do you want credit, Bob? Bob, be happy. You know, Crystal, why do you want credit? And so when I started recently exposing, hey, I was the one who did the discovered the censorship portal. Oh, why do you want credit? Do you Are you jealous of Elon? It's like, what are you talking about? Elon gets credit everywhere. You know, it's fine if you come from a family who subjugated 98% of South Africa and sold emeralds. You get, you, you get to be on top and you can talk about why. I, you know, oh, why do you want credit? Credit matters. Let me tell you why credit matters. Because it goes down to the soul of a human being. Because the whole notion of America was... You connected with the divine, your creator, and you created. What does creation mean? It's the ultimate of your connection with God. It's the ultimate. So when you deny, oh, you can't create email if you come at Newark, New Jersey, but, oh, but when you're at MIT, that's pretty cool. When you're Elon Musk, that's cool. When you're the New York Times exposing it at the intercept, that's you can you can talk about the truth. But surely... You small person can, you shouldn't even beg, you shouldn't even get credit. And that is what this is all about. This is about denying you. And our movement for truth, freedom, and health is about 
re-elevating you to you. When Suresh went out with that sign, he is saying, I exist, I mean something. And I will hold up this sign, be vulnerable, and I will inspire others. That's powerful. So now, so I gave you the invention of email. Let me, let me just talk about what's occurred in the last two months. Many of you know, if you've seen our videos over the last several years, it was this movement that always was two to three years ahead of all the grifters. We exposed in 2019 the immune system. We, we educated, we saved millions of people's lives. I still get emails. Thank you very much, Dr. Shiva. You helped me with vitamin D3, et cetera. It was in early 2020, in January 2020, we were out in the cold where we had a militant protest and we stopped the vaccine mandate in New Jersey while Robert Kennedy came in his big SUV driving around and was admonishing me for doing that. Oh my God, the Democrats, we got to do these backroom deals. It's like, fuck you, Robert Kennedy. Only the Kennedys can come top down. And the guy never did anything about Fauci. It was our movement which raised 100,000 signatures, bottoms up. And then he stole our stuff and wrote a book called Fauci. Wholesale plagiarized it. It was this movement which experienced the election fraud issues and got it out there. We found out my ballot images in my election, a, a number of people out there, we had 3,000 people came bottoms up and we won our election in September of 2020. They stole it. Not only did they steal it, they threw me off Twitter when I exposed that they deleted ballot images long before Trump did his grift, making a half a billion dollars off our work. Never covered us. And it was our movement on September on October 30th, 2020, nearly over two years ago, where I had to represent myself, but it was our movement because we exposed the election fraud. They could not stand it that we were calling out the government. I exposed a government official. I said, you deleted ballot images and boom, they used a backdoor portal to Twitter and they threw off a U.S. Senate candidate. That is the highest violation of speech. Not this bullshit that Twitter files is doing and getting all these dumb concerns. Oh, my God, Elon Musk going to save us. Bullshit. He is constraining speech even more. He is part of the military industrial academic complex. SpaceX, where government ends and where Elon Musk begins, nobody knows. Six billion dollars he got from them. Tesla brought to you by regulatory credits. His $600 billion he made were from carbon tax credit and he supports the climate change bullshit. No different than Elizabeth Warren, no different than AOC. They're all one. And Twitter, entire wealth comes from having that portal. Because they give that portal the backdoor access, they get to be a platform. Well, guess what? In 2020, we ran our lawsuit. We exposed that portal. We did... We got it out to 200 million people. And none of these conservative grifters covered our lawsuit. Did they, Ken? Did, did they, anyone? Not one of them. Why? And then on October 28th, when Elon Musk bought Twitter, I put up a post. I said, Elon Musk, there's a backdoor portal. Call me up. Never called me. The next day, The Intercept, a guy called Fang, from The Intercept says, oh my God, we have discovered this government censorship infrastructure, plagiarizes our stuff, 
doesn't reference it, and then Tucker Carlson covers him, and all the elites covered them. No different than the invention of email. Why? And then when we say, wait a minute, we did it. You have these idiots saying, oh, Shiva, why do you want? You're egotistical. It's like, fuck you. They want to diminish your desire to want to get for the work you did. But they steal your work. And the reason credit matters is because it points to where the real source of innovation actually comes from. It comes from below. Philo Farnsworth, the young boy, is the one who invented TV in a small farm. And if you look over and over and over again, all great things come from below. And this is why they want to diminish credit. And this is why they attempt to make people who come from below invisible. And this is why our movement is such a threat to them. Because irregardless of when they try to suppress the invention of email or when they try to suppress the fact that we are the ones who discovered the censorship portal, we got it out there because of all of you guys. An independent movement that doesn't owe anyone anything. I did an interview with a guy called Sam Tripoli, you know, and I was going off on Joe Rogan. I said, the guy's a scumbag. He, he never covered any of our stuff, whether it was Monsanto. He always said, the, he goes, oh my God, Joe did a lot for anti, I said, bullshit. And he goes, well, and then he admitted, Joe is a good friend of mine. I owe my life to him. Basically, he's a slave. He's his bitch. Okay. We're not anyone's bitches. And that is a problem for the establishment because had a movement like ours been around when civil rights movement was taking place or in the 1920s where, where people were fighting in India, we would have made sure a scumbag like Gandhi didn't come in top down and misdirect it. So the elites have gotten very, very clever. Whenever a bottoms up movement comes up, and it could be anything, you invent something bottoms up, first they conceal it, write that down, conceal. And then when they can't contain it, wait a minute, the truth is so obvious, then they'll release a little piece of it. Oh, someone else did it. And then the third step they do is when they see that fails, they'll actually release the whole truth, but they'll say, no, 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 we did it. And you saw that with the censorship thing. When we said, hey, we're the ones who did it. The Intercept put out a little story. Then the second step that they did was Stephen Miller, Trump's right-hand man said, oh, we discovered the portal. And then Trump said, when I get elected, I will take care of this in 2024, okay? You see, everything that they do is to diminish you and to bring you back to bow down to them. And they do not want truth, what we do in our movement, coupled with action. We don't just say, oh my God, this sucks, that sucks. You will see shortly after I'm done with this in about three minutes, our people will break apart right now into these small groups and they get people on the ground handing out flyers. We educate people. We do stuff. We're not just your Tucker Carlson making faces. Meanwhile, he's banging Hunter Biden or it's his best friend, by the way. Yeah, it is his best friend. He got Hunter Biden to write resumes for him. He goes to his birthday party, but they act like they're enemies. If you actually look at Elon Musk, he's all about carbon tax, and that's how they make these stupid electric cars, okay? So the elites are one. Dinesh D'Souza, Charlie Kirk, the, the conservative grifters, they talk stuff, but they're like, you know, the movie, if you see Gladiator, where after Maximus has fought all the war and has, has got blood and he's 
sacrifice his life. Then the guy comes marching and, oh, my God, I'm here. Well, the war is over. Our movement is about getting people back to honoring themselves. That's what this movement is about. And it's about, yeah, credit freaking matters. And we will fight for our credit because you didn't do it. You didn't invent email at MIT. You didn't discover the censorship portal. You didn't expose Fauci. Had you done that at the right time, we would have saved 20, 30, 40, 50 billion people's lives. You're a scumbag. And we will use bitter words. And all those people, some people here said, oh, Dr. Shiva, don't use four-letter words. It's like, shut the fuck up. And why do I say that? Because you know your body has 25 receptors for bitter foods and only one receptor for sweet foods. So if you have these idiotic notions in your brain, oh, you should always use honey and you'll win more, uh, what is it, flies. Well, that's what they want you to do. They want you to get more flies. And when you eat a lot of sweet foods, you get fat, dumb, and happy. Sorry, homie, don't play that game. So if you want all the nice sweet words, go over there and don't tell me that I shouldn't curse because these people should be cursed at. And we will deliver the bitter truth. If you want me to do a wonderful science presentation, I can do that too. But I can go as a street kid in New Jersey and I can be talk like a Nobel Prize winning scientist if you want to me. That's a range. And all of you should have that range. But don't try to constrain people's speech. For God's sake. This movement is about bitterness. You know why bitterness is good? Bitterness heals your liver. It does. Bitter foods. Eat dandelions. It gets out all your toxins. But don't tell people how to talk because you're afraid of telling the truth. Don't contain other people. And surely don't contain me. It's not going to happen. Our movement is about strengthening you. It's about telling the truth. And we have always told the truth at the right time. Not when preppy boy Tucker Carlson wants to tell it. And you have to understand that all of this is about taking credit away from your humanity. That's what this is about. Our movement is very profound. It connects heaven and earth. It connects the spiritual with earth through teaching you the science of systems. And that's what this is about. And why is the science of systems important? Because the science of systems is gonna educate you. There are scientific principles to building a movement. There are fundamental scientific principles. Just like you have to learn a set of scientific principles to build a bridge. And our movement is gonna compel you to get off your butt and get focused. Don't share idiotic videos of Robert Kennedy with me. The guy's a bastard. Don't talk about Mahatma Gandhi or Martin Luther King. These people sold out movements. Don't send videos of Whitney Webb to me who just or Noam, who just talk about the truth, but they don't want you to act because these people are part of the intelligence community. They do not want you to act. They want you to be learned helplessness. So we've learned their game. And that's why we win. If you go to our website, you find out we're the ones who exposed the we brought the immune system to people. We save lives. That's a win. We're the ones who expose, as I mentioned, the election systems. We're the ones when we put out a bus, our bus here, and we put out a only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. The city came after us. We sued them. We put them in their place. We act. Action and truth. Action and truth. Not a talking head. 
not an Elon Musk who just, frankly, go look at everything he does. He steals other people's shit. PayPal, he didn't do it. He didn't create Tesla. So these people are masters of coming in with lots of money and taking over other people's top down. So that's why credit matters. Credit really matters. And we're all brainwashed to be humble, humble, humble. Okay? You know what I'm saying? Oh, don't ask for credit. Be humble. Uh-uh. It doesn't happen. Okay? Our movement's about self-respect. So I'm going to just sign off over here to, to everyone out there. So those of you out in the world of Twitter, Facebook, you can see that we have lots of people all over the world here, and we're building a movement. And I encourage all of you out in the world of Facebook to, or Twitter or Instagram to go to truthfreedomhealth.com and become part of this movement. We're more than just watching videos. We're about inspiring people to go bottoms up. So I hope all of you, everyone stay here on Zoom. Um, I hope all of you out there become part of this movement. Go to truthfreedomhealth.com because we're going to go and talk about um, how we grow our movement. So let me just uh, let these people go and I'll come right back. Uh, and this here. Thank you, everyone. Be well. Thank you.